0: Yak babies, sex,
1: presidents, and sometimes books.
2: Welcome to Yak Babies, doing podcast on the internet, sponsored by Chimes. Ding dong, more like ding dang. What a deal! My name is Aaron. Here are my personal pals, Dave. Good morning, boys. Uh, we have Brick. <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> Thank you. And of course, we have new mainist Nico. Ding dang. Yes indeed what a deal well our topic today on the yak babies podcast is about bookstores we talk about books a lot and we talk about bookstores too sometimes but i want to hear my personal pals recollections of their favorite bookstore experiences Uh, a memorable bookstore you went to or a feature you like from a certain store i want to hear kind of what has stood out in your memory of of what draws you to a bookstore and i feel like nico must have some good ones so nico let's hear yours
0: (laughs) oh
3: boy i think there's so i used to work in a bookstore for a hmm. while uh correct on uh, newbury street in boston and that was a specific kind of bookstore that was trident uh in the books there what were kind of oriented the books book section for one thing was very small
2: yeah it's that even smaller section now Was
3: very big co- comparatively and the then the food was most of it the, right. the cafe was the most the biggest part of the store and that was a store that's like oriented to sell books right like it's they they get books that people will buy and i think with such a small bookstore that's tough hmm. like i i i used to live in portland and like powell's kind of like hat is is a different kind of bookstore so that's that's more like a it's just gonna have everything.
2: Yeah, palace is like a book warehouse. It's, almost. it's enormous. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, and so they have entire floors that are like plays, right? And you know, drama and whatnot. I don't know which is my which is my favorite. Really, it's tough for me to go into a bookstore and get a book that I actually want to read because hmm. like you need so many different elements. Like you need you need somebody t- that you whose tastes align with your own. Hmm. And I don't feel like that's gonna like you can't the backs of books flap copy is not a good good way to pick a book because it sure. so often just lies.
2: I mean, it's like dating. Like you're taking a bit of a risk on yeah. the first date with any book you're picking up, hoping that it pans out the way you want it to. Yeah. I mean, like Dave mentioned in his recent discussion of the Stone Arabia episode, that sometimes the recommendations can cause you to go into panic <laughs> if you recommend yeah, with <laughs> somebody. Yeah. Dave, tell me some of your book stories that come to memory. When you think of your like sort of like your platonic ideal of a bookstore do you have any specific experiences that come close
1: hmm you know i guess when i think of favorite bookstore my first instinct is to like go back to the beginning and i might say it's like i can picture myself i remember being in like a walden books in a mall that has you know flipping through choose your own adventure books in in a particular milwaukee mall that's been abandoned since I think the early to mid 90s but you know i'm definitely not gonna i'm not ready to say that a walden books isn't the best bookstore i've been in
2: <laughs> no but obviously a, a, a positive experience or something that sticks in your memory i mean i had the same thing with b dalton uh the smell of the b dalton is like very specific in my mind and, and yeah. how exciting it was to go into yeah it.
1: for sure for what th- for better or worse you know memory and nostalgia sure. plays a large role in my life so like you know, Nico mentioned working at yeah. a Trident. I worked at a bookstore in Alexandria, Virginia, Books A Million. I mean, it's another corporate bookstore. And it was just like, as a bookstore, it's boring as fuck. But, right. you know, I enjoyed my time there and I look back on it fondly. Um, so I think my right. answer would be yeah. for similar reasons. They're like, you know, we, we all live in, you guys live in Boston. I live in New York City. We We are lucky enough to live in cities that have you know, I've lived in places where the only option is a Barnes and Noble, right? And that's like what most of the country experiences. If if you want to get a book in person, you have to go to a Barnes and Noble. And thankfully, we're not in that situation. So there are, you know, a great number of bookstores in Boston that I appreciated while I lived there. But now that I don't live there, visiting them when i do go up to see you guys is is definitely a highlight and the ones that i'm most drawn to are you know obviously harvard bookstore not just because it's sure. an excellent yep. bookstore but because yeah. you know it was kind of it was the place where you could get the the chamber four magazine <laughs> hey. so we had you know something of a and
3: they had used books yeah
1: yeah and they have the basement yeah they're full down of downstairs used books. Use books. It's, nice. it's just a great place good atmosphere
3: they're good readings yeah,
1: but then also, yeah. I, as far it's as good. like just straight bookstore goes, like aesthetics and you know selection, the Harvard Coop is a great bookstore.
0: Yep, it is. Wow, really? Yeah, and they have yeah, it's geez. like four four or five floors. Yeah, and, yeah, sure. Kind of,
1: yeah. And they have more literary magazines than most any other bookstore I can think of, which oh, which is a nice yeah. touch. That makes yeah. sense. Um, but then I, I also I go back they to they are yeah yeah. <laughs> There's there's there was a bookstore in Milwaukee. It was a used bookstore. It was right downtown on the river. And it was like this really creaky old building with absolutely no organization whatsoever. Just like piles of books stacked to the ceiling. And, you know, a lot of them had been like unreadable. They'd gotten so decayed and like the the owner just didn't give a fuck. He was just like bring me all your books and, you know, I'll put them here and people can come in and buy them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like it, it smelled right, yeah. musty. It was, you know, you could never sneak up on someone in there. It was like, cause you take a step and like the whole building creaks. Um, <laughs> you know, not that I'm inclined to sneak up on people in bookstores, but it was just, so it was like a fire. It was a fire hat. It was a fire waiting to happen. And then it happened. <laughs> right. Oh wow. So it's it's no longer in a, I think the whole building has come down. Um but that was called Renaissance Bookstore <sighs> and I you know I used to live a few blocks from it and I um it's it was just it was a really cool atmosphere. It wasn't a place you go to find a specific book. It was a place you go to just like spend an hour among books and just like flip through yep. random weird stuff and maybe sometimes you would walk out of there with a new book and but usually you would not it would just be an experience
0: those are those are my favorite yeah kind of stores those ones that feel kind of small and cramped and there's books just stacked to the ceiling and most of them are old and you've never heard of them but then also those those things tend to be a lot bigger than they look like and there's a, you like go around a corner and there's another yeah kind of cavern of books in there there's one in Manchester mass called Manchester by the book that is like that Clever Yeah it's, The name's You know Is what it is
2: <laughs> uh, Brattle Books in Boston Is a little like that too It 100% is I was thinking yeah. Brattle the entire time That's a classic Just We got some shit You wanna come look through it yeah, Fine yeah, If not dig- Also yeah. fine
0: A really great experience Is, is Shakespeare and Company in, in Paris Which is Kind of the like Epitome of Of that Style I don't know if it's still yeah. there I haven't been to Paris In 15 years I, I think it it's is. still there It's like 200 years old So Yeah but that's that's a great experience too. There's just all kinds of nooks and crannies and places to sit and piles of books and a lot of times of shit you've never even known about because it's old and in another country and whatever else. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind Barnes and Noble, right? Or like, like I'll take a trip to one, right? Or. Even better than Barnes & Noble. I won't buy stuff there. I usually go there to find stuff to read and then go buy it somewhere else. But <laughs> I don't mind. It, you know, sometimes that's a that's a different experience, right? That's like a, mm. I'm looking for a book experience. You know, I, I prefer the sort of independent stores that are in that mold. They all kind of look the same. They all have a cafe and a puzzle section and then... You know, they got like the newest hardcovers and then, yeah. 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 I like walking through those stores though and kind of yeah. flipping through and like sometimes, you know, it's a good idea a good way to get an idea of like four to five books you want to kinda of look out for. I don't usually walk out of those places with a book, but
3: Yeah, how often do you walk out of there with a new hardcover?
0: One out of five times. So hardcover so never rare probably. Me. But yeah. um I don't really I mean this is separate we've already done this. I don't yeah want to pay for hardcovers i don't particularly like reading hardcovers yeah my wrist starts to hurt holding the damn things i I just don't like them (laughs) but i do like going to those stores and i like that experience uh i'll buy coffee from them so they'll get 350 out of me and it's good enough there you go
3: i do i do feel like price though like price points are a huge factor in bookstores and so the store i used to work at had a huge remainder section. And that was Mm -hmm. like all of the, all of the kind of front tables were remainders. And that was, that was by far the most books we sold were remainders because it's like, you go in and you see this book that you, maybe you're a little bit curious about. It costs $3 and you're like, all right, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take the the risk.
0: Harvard bookstore. That's uh, yeah. Hit the remainder section once. And it's the
3: same with, with used books. Like, so I was, I was uh, about to mention when, when uh, Aaron was talking, we both, uh, grew up in Dallas. Yep, the home of half-price books. Hell which yeah, is, which is great because yeah. like then you go in and you see and they put the used books right next to the new books. Right. So like then you can just tell if they have a used copy of that book, and it's great. It's the, many I, times
2: I have surfed multiple yeah. copies of the same book at half-price. I was looking for the cheapest version that yeah. I could find of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I
3: mean like but I am much more likely to buy one of those books when. It is. It's like it's a used price versus like sixteen or twenty or twenty nine or thirty three dollars yeah. for yeah. for for like a new book. It's, it's
0: Have just we, crazy. I think we've talked about this too. I generally just prefer used books to new books. Anyway, I kind of like yeah. my books a little beat up. Maybe <laughs> maybe written in. I'm serious. Yeah, well, you want is the wounds. Pro-
3: this is a. It's not really a a thing that you can ask for. Mm-hmm. If you read new books, yeah. it's like, all right, yeah. I'm just going to read uh, books that are in the canon from 50 years ago. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there's yeah. all these super nice uh, used copies. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, like, what I, if I'm, so, author. that I, if, you know, fucking Stuart Dibbick had a collection tomorrow, I would get the first print, for obviously. Yeah. But if I can, if there's been enough time, I'd, yeah, I'm much happy to get a, used copy and indulge
1: Where way. would you go for that book?
2: Half Price. So my, my answer was definitely Half Price books. It's the one that I have the most right. fond memories of. There was one really close to my house when I was growing up and still in operation. I go there every time I go home at least once just to look around. It's a great store. Great. But the, the flagship store in Dallas great... though can't be beat. The flagship store is awesome.
3: Yeah. It's That's huge. huge. Yeah. It's literally a <laughs> yeah. warehouse. Yeah, And it's like huge like big industrial kind of bookshelves and then like just there's no and i think i think i've never been in another store that mixes new books with used books but it's yeah, like all yeah. one section so like you can there is a you there's a new copy of you know the sound of the fury right. where you can get like one of eight different used copies
2: eight is minimizing and yeah. like the 30 or 40 yeah. <laughs> like well, sc- depending on the book yeah. right the the book list books the school book list books are a great feature of half-price books because there's like a thousand copies of catch from the rye half-price books yeah. and they're all the same it's the same edition but i kind of love just seeing on the shelf like they're all there like just it's a nice record of the sort of heat map of what students are reading in the area <laughs> yeah um but yeah no you're right it's great because they, they put everything together so if you want that book you can go see what options are available and pick the best one sometimes it's the best cover or best feel you know yeah. a couple times i've bought books from half-price books so there's two different options and it shows the more kind of 70s or 60s style cover versus the more 90s style cover it just felt right
3: I mean and when when else in a bookstore have you ever been able to choose between editions yeah like, right. it's it's like maybe in a in, in a in a bookstore that has a used section like you can you can try and but then like at Harvard bookstore like used books are downstairs yeah and you have right. to go like Search for them downstairs and then pay before you go back up.
2: Yeah, same with booksmith. Uh, use is yeah. downstairs. You have to make sure you plan your trip so you can go used first, then look at new stuff on top of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, I I like that you mentioned Barnes and old tube Brick, because when I was at home recently in the you know Dallas Fort Worth suburbs, I actually read articles somehow made national news. I think that the towns where I grew up are close to Colleyville and Grapevine. There's not a bookstore in them. There's no bookstore in the city limits. And so I went to shop for Christmas gifts, and I went to the Barnes and Noble in nearby North Richardson Hills, and I was like, "This place rules!" Like, I'm so glad it's here. You know, I know it's a corporate bookshop and whatever, but the fact that, like, in a town—I'm saying town as if it's a small town—it's not. It's one of the major media markets in the country. It's a huge population center in the United States. This suburb doesn't have bookstores except for the Barnes and Noble, and so it's easy from a Bostonian perspective to look and be like, oh, well I would just go to Booksmith instead or I would go to Harvard bookstore or whatever. But when you're there, Barnes and Noble is a godsend. Like at least it has books and it has tons of them. Yeah. And they're displayed
1: nicely too. I remember when I lived in Austin reading a piece about how um, the uh, Barnes and Noble in Laredo, Texas had closed and that was the only bookstore in town of in a city of like a quarter of a million people. So like, in places like that, yeah, it's good. Barnes and Noble exists. It's I like that we get to live in places where we have options other than that like corporate behemoth bookstore. But the fact that it yeah. exists is, I think, a blessing in most yeah. other places.
3: Yeah, so there's a there's a well, only one bookstore in the in the you know small main – I think it's technically a city where I live. Only one bookstore, and it's a bookstore, coffee shop, brew, beer store. Yeah. They only do remaindered books and I tried to like wow. special order a book with them, like and, and they were like, Uh nope. I was <laughs> like, Oh, you guys don't even have an Ingram account. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't have an account with the actual new booksellers. So you cannot you literally cannot order me a specific book. They just right. pick from remaindered books and right. that's it. And that's like something for people in the coffee shop to look at, basically.
2: Right, right.
3: That's the only bookstore that we have, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind having a Barnes Noble. I mean, like... Yeah, sure. They, I, and the reality is I just get books on Amazon.
2: Right. And that's that's what's led to the situation for probably both cities, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the reason why there's no bookstores in Colorado low gravine because people are ordering the Amazon right. for the most part. But I can see how yeah. it's like a vicious circle that feeds itself. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Barnes Noble, you can get a coupon for the coffee shop if you buy a book there. I found this out when I was oh, buying my Christmas. I was like, oh, wow. You can get my Chai Latte? That was nice. Full
3: circle. Chai yeah. Latte. <laughs> <laughs> discount. Book. Episode sponsored Amazon, at com. Amazon's a, or Aaron's a Barnes and Noble shell now. Yeah, exactly. I almost... Called, I called
2: you Amazon.
1: <laughs> so where do you guys go when you want to get something online? Like, what's your online bookstore?
2: Amazon. Well, interestingly enough, for Stone Arabia... So I started reading it when I got the library copy. I had to, to give it back. And because I had gone home for a long time in that interim, I didn't get the library copy back. And I couldn't find it, a hard copy anywhere I went. So I just bought the ebook i tried to go through bookshop.org or whatever it is but they didn't have it so i had to go through amazon so i tried every stop i could personal bookstores uh, bookshop.com online and had to land on amazon as a last resort i used to
0: buy used books from powell's quite a bit but oh yeah i just buy stuff on amazon now
3: it's tough like i've tried multiple times to like support an indie bookstore and like buy a new book through them like so so i wanted to buy so the snow crash Mm-hmm. new edition uh it's a new like very beautiful hardcover edition it Costs forty dollars retail wow so and then the link on neil stevenson's twitter page is to the university of washington i think bookstore mm-hmm. independent bookstore and i was like great yeah all right i'll buy it through you and they're like great that'll be eleven dollars in shipping and wow. i'm like motherfucker no it will not <laughs> like i'm sorry like it doesn't cost eleven dollars like don't fuck me twice like, what are, you, right. what are you fucking doing? Like, you can just send that shit media mail. And they're like, well, no, we don't know if we're going to be able to send it. It's like, okay. what? Like, like, that's, it's just such a fucking downer when it's like mm-hmm. you're trying yeah. to support an in, an indie bookstore and they're going to tack on like extra fees.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, stuff. I imagine, I mean, I never run a bookstore myself. I'm sure i trying to manage, like, a shipping operation on top of it in-person sales operation is right. tough. But, yeah, I mean, it makes it... The system makes it hard to succeed at doing that, for sure.
3: Mm. Yeah. Super hard. Yeah.
2: There's a, a bookstore in Providence, Rhode Island, that I really like. I, I think it's called Poseidon Books. I can't remember the name of it anymore. But I went there once, and I loved it. They have a great book section. It's not super... It's not like... It's, you know, less than booksmith. But it's sort of like a maybe a f- two-thirds of a, a Brooklyn booksmith kind of operation. But they also had a record section, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice little tiny record section. And they sold candy, uh, like UK candy. They sold the double decker chocolate bar, which is my favorite candy of all time. This amazing UK chocolate bar that has crisp rice and nougat's fucking rules. And I was like, a double decker as well? So I bought. (laughs) <laughs> books records and candy and the guy was like "You hit all three i was like fuck yeah this place rules <laughs> and he was super nice so i love i want to go back to that place i haven't been to providence i think since i was there uh, so next time i go i'm for sure going back there to buy something else and get some more double deckers well listeners oh do we hear from dave oh yeah dave told us about the, the um place. okay well listeners tell us about your bookstores where should we go we're traveling yak babies kind of we have you know we live, we're international we types. Cars. Yeah. So if you have a bookstore you, we should go to, tell us. Let us know what that bookstore is. You can email us if you want to at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tell us on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, pretty soon on TikTok, I bet. We'll we see what happens. We need
0: to make our international journey to
2: the Under the Volcano bookstore in oh, Mexico fuck City. yeah. Yes. Goddamn. What if 2023 is the year that Yakbabies go international? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? It's going to happen. Yeah. Well let's let's say let's put a let's make a what do you call it a dream board that has us standing at that bookstore. Do we
3: take a we take a an off campus trip to the under the <laughs> volcano? in <laughs> Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. Right.
2: Yeah, and it'll turn out the exact same way it does the novel. i will get thrown into ravines. <laughs> Throw Aaron down yeah. a ravine. After, what's <laughs> the drink? With <laughs> dead dogs. after? the dead dog. Yeah. Ms. Calito. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, social media, sure. But also, more importantly, patreon.com slash yakbabies. That's where the fun's happening. Now we're talking. For $1 a month, go to our Patreon. Or you can go there for free. We can pay dollar a month to get access to it. And you get access to a whole slew of new podcasts. Uh, we do kinds of all kinds of fun stuff there. It doesn't belong in the maid feed for mostly just taste reasons. There's games. There's bro to bro conversations. We have a whole series about jokes that are ranked in a certain order for a certain reason. You gotta go check it mm, out. That's not really a reason. Well, Yeah. <laughs> So go, go to patreon.com slash babies and get access to it. That'd be awesome. Also, go to our merch, tinyurl.com slash yakbabies, where you can get t-shirts, prints, frisbees, I bet, all kinds of stuff with designs by our resident artist, Brick, here. And they're really funny, and they're, they're great. Little inside jokes for you and your yakbabies listening friends. So check those out, too. Until then, yakbabies, yakking off
0: the Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft.